Hey guys, welcome to the Rational Optimization Podcast. My guest today is Walter Schmitz. He's the finder, uh, founder of the startup Mindrospect. It's the startup that sells microdoses, or no, that sells truffles uh, together with the book and different accessories. So uh, it's, it's like a program where you take microdoses of those truffles for one month and it really guides you through this. I met him today in the sauna and when we started talking about this I was like damn this is so interesting I want to have you on my podcast so I was like uh, I have a, I have a spot free today like after I record another podcast and he was like mm, why not I'm in so um, this is how this all happened um, it was really interesting to talk about him about the process of designing the product and yeah how this all works by the way he studies entrepreneurship and yeah to talk about this and in the end we also went deep into philosophy like we <laughs> nearly always do on this podcast and yeah we started to talk about non-duality we started to talk about the difference um, between uh, accepting and wanting we started to question if it's okay to want to not want anything anymore and yeah i really as I, i really enjoyed also this philosophical deep conversation discussion part and yeah enjoy my introspect okay so you have a startup i do called my introspect And you sell truffles online. Yes. Maybe start by explaining what exactly is the business model of the podcast. All right. So the business model is um, we sell truffles, shrooms, uh, but mainly we focus on um, what method to accompany the effects of the truffles with. Um, and so we try to make it more accessible to a wider public by letting people microdose and not take full doses. And with that, we provide uh, daily guidance through the form of an interactive book that provides uh, daily content uh, that people can engage with and that is supposed to assist the effects of the truffles in such a way that people can benefit from it in a, in a meaningful way. Okay, so I could go, like, when you're, you're still not on your first... You, You still didn't ship your first product, right? No. Or, I should also be clear on, I mean, I didn't really explain the business model yet. So yeah. kind of what we do is we uh, sell a complete package of the book, the truffles, uh, a pen <laughs> and a weighing scale that people can uh, buy from our website, uh, which is meant to provide a complete experience where people can even opt to uh, get uh, extra assistance or guidance from one-on-one -on -one, uh, professionals. But that's, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so you have like the full package and you can, like the professional guidance would be like an extra thing you can book. Potentially, yeah. I don't really know yet because we're still developing. We've been developing for two years and I guess it will take one or two more months till we start to enter the market. Yeah. Yeah. We means you have like a business partner or? I mean, it is mostly me, but I'm getting help from uh, many people uh, that do it on goodwill because I've been mostly relying on uh, people that just think uh, whatever I do is interesting or they are passionate about psychedelics as well, want to help me out, arranging from psychologists to uh, this week I had a call with a guy who is a professional in the 
field of sounds and music on how to change consciousness through that medium. And so I was wondering how I can integrate integrate that with the videos and the book I provide. So we try to make it as immersive as possible. And so I try to also get people involved that know how to, you know, to mm, to change senses or to influence them in a in a proper way. Yeah. We had this cool, like, uh, I, I <laughs> it's probably, a lot, huh? <laughs> I, I, I probably shouldn't tell you about like stuff about psychedelics, but like Andrew Huberman made a podcast about psychedelics yes, and about, and yes. uh, like this stuff. He, he said that like the, the music is one of like the most impactful things, like, like or in, in the, I think they made like the psychedelic treatments where you like wear an eye mask mm -hmm. and only listen to music for mm -hmm. like. I don't know how long, but mm -hmm. uh, there, like, the music is very important. Yes, there's a lot of research also being done on, I mean, the uh, Im impact of music d in general, but also during a psychedelic trip, uh, what benefits it can have. It's quite interesting. How did you come up with the idea? Like, how, how did this start? Um, I have been doing shrooms, I guess, since I was 18, 19. Uh, how I old are you now? 23. 23, okay. Um, I, I just did some uh, research on it and then I thought, well, why would I not do it? I had never really done any uh, sorts of drugs before, uh, apart from uh, weed. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, then I, I tried it and it was uh, it was a cool experience. I didn't think much of it, but um, then I did it a few more th times with mostly with friends having fun, as you do at a very young age also, to some extent naive, exploring Uh, all fun and stuff and then um, during a project in um, the course I'm doing which is uh, entrepreneurship and business innovation we had to form an idea which we could potentially earn revenue from and I thought well okay what am I passionate about what do I like and I thought well shrooms <laughs> <laughs> and so I started investigating the market and I saw that uh, it, in general, there's such a misconception about what it is, what the effects do. It's, uh, I mean, currently it's still being sold as as a trippy drug or something. I mean, people don't really know what it does to the brain. And I think it's very interesting what it does to the brain. It's very neutral. And that's what I think it's all about. And that's why I also think labeling it as a drug or something that changes something as if, as if you're using another drug, like, I don't know, ecstasy or whatever, is... Um, It's, it's just detrimental to uh, to what it could be like and to how people could benefit from this substance. And then I thought, well, yeah, let's <laughs> let's develop something. And for the past two years, it's been a bit of a project of mine on the side of everything I do. And uh, yeah. Okay. So you didn't go into entrepreneurship with the idea of this startup no i i mean uh, i i've never been that engaged with any, with school or whatever and so when i started studying I, i thought well let me do something practical which was entrepreneurship uh, it's not really in line with my passion or my interest or whatever but it, it is very practical because it is to to bring an idea or yeah to to bring an idea into fruition you need Uh, a very pra practical set of skills and I guess entrepreneurship makes you think in such a way where you can implement your ideas in a, in a very practical way in society. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you just had this 
idea and then you were just like starting to build out this product yeah uh, and uh, yes mostly and uh, first I started off with another guy uh, but our interest uh, eventually didn't really align uh, because at some point because we were focusing so much on the method that we were creating with the truffles is also quite dependent on an individual mindset you have and your vision on what is good what is not what what content should people be provided with and also I'm quite um I guess uh, some people would call me a perfectionist. I just call myself, uh, I don't know, I just require a bit of time, I guess. And so I've just been creating something that I think is cool and nothing more or less than that. And firstly, it was more centered on uh, accessing the market uh, kind of as fast as possible. And now it's not really like that anymore. I just I'm just making something I think is cool and people can benefit from. And if if that would be the case, then... I will find find out later along the line. And this is also in contrast with everything we've been taught with my studies, for example, because we're taught to analyze from the top down. You have to identify uh, the market gaps, which I, I mean, I guess I've done that a little bit. But then consequently, you need to constantly engage with the market. And I haven't really done that. I've been focusing on creating something that I think is of value myself. And well, yeah, uh, we'll see if that's the case or not in the future. But at least I will have something I think I can look back on as a nice project. How did you went up on trying to create this? Because like your idea, what what your what was your initial idea? Was uh, it the same as you have now or no, uh because it was I mean even three years ago I guess. Uh it was it was just um we wanted to make microdosing more accessible. Um but we didn't really have an idea of how we were going to do that and how we were how we were going to provide value uh additional value to people who would just take microdoses and and then we started analyzing and we saw that uh microdosing itself um doesn't necessarily do that much but is very much dependent on what intention people set for themselves and so then we thought okay there's room for uh, uh for some I don't know, for some growth or something we could provide. Uh, yeah. Okay, so it was built on the idea of microdosing. And then, like, everything around you built yourself, like, came over time. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, initially it was built on the interest in, in psychedelics, and then you have to... Uh, of course, act within the confinements of the system, which only allow you to sell one psychedelic, which is um, uh, truffles, not shrooms or LSD, for example. And then you also have to be responsible and uh, also take your responsibility because if you're going to sell a full doses, for example, where the benefit could be more, you're also taking more risk because, uh, the, I mean, people can also have negative experiences, you know. So that's what led us uh, also to do microdosing. And I think uh, uh, it's, a, it's a great way for people that don't have the space to have such, a, such an intrusive experience in their, in their life because it's not something you just do, especially if you... If you work, if you have—I uh, mean, not even work. If you, if you, if you just have some form of structure in your life, uh, psychedelics can really disrupt that, and not everybody is ready for that. And so, uh, microdosing opens up the opportunity to integrate that in your life in a more convenient manner. I'd say. Okay, so the idea of microdosing—I understand. So the idea of microdosing—it's 
nice for people as well. It's a nice opportunity, and it's also not as risky to sell yeah. like a microloading product. But if you would sell like a high dose product, then you would have a lot of risk of people having like bad trips and coming back to you as being like <laughs> yeah i i mean all in all all, all all things considered it was just the most accessible things thing for us to um i guess to to involve a passion into something that would also be i guess attainable or realistic to make something out of it you know and that's where it started and consequently it hasn't been about the truffles at, at all that's just been on the side uh because in the end the only thing I can tell you a bit about of what I, I guess I guess you were <laughs> I guess you were going there. Uh, what what the what the truffles do is they uh, they enhance your neuroplasticity. I mean, there's still a lot of research being done on this, um, and and so your brain, the older you get, also gets more and more uh, established. Let's say. So when you're a kid, you can pick up things really quickly and your neuroplasticity, as they call it, is higher. And the older you get, uh, the more that diminishes. And if you do uh, psychedelics, uh, there's a window of opportunity where your, um, where basically your different regions of the brain make connections with each other where they would normally not do it as much. Um, and so what that, that does is it makes you less bound to any perspective you've developed in your past and opens up the opportunity to adopt any new perspective. It makes you very neutral and open. Um, people can be, and I mean, and this is where all the, I guess, uh, anecdotes come in where people experience some form of unity or peace with themselves or their surroundings. And that makes sense if you look at it now. And that's why I think the research that's being done now is very interesting is if you look at the effects, you can see that the only thing that happens is is your brain is just making connection with itself. And I think that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, so you open up the possibility to learn more or to change your yeah, brain more. I guess, but that's yeah. that's not, I mean, that's not necessarily what it's about. I said yeah. uh, when I was younger, I was doing the experiences for the experiences themselves, you know, because it's not about necessarily going somewhere with it. That's also what we try to make clear while microdosing, you know, it's about the things that happen and consequently, yes, also the things that you do with those effects because eventually that's what it all comes down to. So is there no, like... What you just said, microdosing. You, this product is for microdosing for micro, microdosing's sake, or for the sake of like having an improvement in life afterwards. No, mo mostly about the uh, second. Um, also, I'd like to make clear, um, microdosing is uh, you take a sub perceptual dose. I guess not everybody will know that. Um, so you take a dose which you don't trip on, but the idea is that over time you will still experience the benefits because there is still this subtle effect on the brain, even though you don't uh, experience it uh, perceptually, there is still some form of effect, which indeed uh, that's what uh, I guess your uh, point ties into. Um, if, if used in a good way, then you can improve your life in, in, a, in an well, uh, very, I guess, in different ways. Um, yeah, and that, and that's what we try to do by providing people uh, with this book that provides daily videos and 
uh, also interactive content like uh, questions and they can write and um yeah we don't we don't try to um provide any narrative that makes people go into one direction um good band by the way <laughs> i wonder yeah <laughs> no sorry <laughs> shit joke <laughs> um and um and consequently make them i guess make them realize that the um, your life uh basically is all the experiences you have and you have a say in that yeah. and so it's to make people conscious of that and to make people aware of them being the author of their own story let's say um and that's where it all starts you know and then uh, we tie into different concepts starting with the will the value of the will itself and basically also making people understand that our life doesn't have to be treated as some form of uh instrumental thing in a sense i i guess your podcast is about uh defining goals for yourself yeah about finding searching for for what is the most what is all things considered the most rational thing one can do right 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 so right. so philosophical searching for the best possible goals and the best possible ways to achieve them yeah yes we can talk about that yeah we can but let's stay the, yeah yes no but i mean yeah. it, it's got to do with that yeah, because please. um you, you know what should you do and why should you even want to do something uh in the sense of why should you want to strive to be somewhere else than you are now and so it's about finding and striking the balance of uh being okay with whatever is now and if you are then consequently that also opens up the opportunity to be something else in the future um and it, of course there's there's always this paradox and these challenges that come with it uh and it's a multifaceted thing and it, it requires a lot of nuance and explaining and stuff uh and, but that's what the the guidebook of my introspect aims to do uh, so, so yeah. you have you have in the guidebook you have like the questions about The, the value of will what you just well said? no so yeah or, so but, but that's just the first day yeah, okay. let's say so you explain because that's where it all starts right yeah. is, uh, how do you when do you will something how do you yeah. use your will to and why how do you value that on for its own sake without trying to attain something like an end you know because we always treat the will as a means to an end and how do you come to base your actions just on the will alone basically and why should you Okay, so it's also pretty philosophical. <laughs> it is, like, yeah. it is. But then we also try to make it, you know, like accessible to uh, everybody because, uh, I mean, philosophy is life. It's the art of life. Yeah. So. <laughs> When you take a microdose, yes. do you feel anything? Um, it depends, you know, some, I mean, the, uh, let's say the traditional idea of microdosing is that you don't feel anything consciously But I think it's a bit of, um, uh, I don't know. It's um, the the line between feeling something consciously and subconsciously is very fine, um, because if you pay enough attention, you can experience everything consciously. And some people uh, take it and they they say they experience it consciously, but still consider it as a micro consider it as a microdose for themselves because they are able to continue their everyday tasks like normal. And some people take microdoses and it's it, they don't feel anything, but then 
they still think or they say that after a while they notice that there have been some uh, increase of benefits in their lives, let's say. That's it. That's the idea. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so if I would like buy this, yes. the, 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 it's just like you get the the truffles, you get the book, you get... Uh, the the scale yes. you get the pen <laughs> and yes. then there's like every day there's some instructions on like how much to take how much to uh, and something to read or yes but uh, it's quite straightforward so uh, it's one day off and one day on one day on one day off oh okay for one month yeah yeah yes uh, I mean not one day off one day on one day on one day off but one day off one day on one day off one day yeah. on but you yeah. start with on yeah <laughs> that was unnecessarily complicated yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, for one month, and then um, and then and then indeed there is. Uh, I mean, you take your time at the start of the day or at the end of the day uh, to engage with the guidebook, uh, and then I mean it also tells it gives you some guidelines of how you can create the right set and setting in 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 during those thirty days, so you indeed open up uh, the possibility of experiencing more benefits. And of course, there's this idea of placebo. You know, to what extent. Um, to what extent is is it not just you thinking oh, I'm ex experiencing some form of benefits I'm creating because you know for example we say go for a walk for I don't know even 50 minutes outside one hour after taking the microdose you know that's good either way it doesn't matter if you take a microdose or not you know that's going yeah. to positively influence your life so True. it's um, uh, yeah Uh, I mean, a, a, a person, an individual can only experience it for themselves, how it can potentially benefit them or not. Nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine like, but even if you have like a placebo effect, it's still a positive effect. Like, it, That's like, true. <laughs> That's true. Yes, yes, um, yes. But it matters ultimately because I do believe that. Yeah. Uh, I do believe that the effects of microdosing are quite promising, um, but that at the same time, it's all, it's all dependent on what you do with it exactly because the effects are so subtle you know if you take a lot you can't run away from it or whatever you can't continue your daily life as you normally would but if you take a microdose you can and uh, many people do and then don't really experience i mean they don't there's nothing that changes fundamentally in their life because they don't make use of these effects that happen in your brain that make it more connected with itself it shuts down the default mode network which is called it's, it's kind of Uh, I think it's what, what um, fight or flight system, or uh, yeah, it's mostly what your ego mm -hmm. consists of. It's like your automatic reactions on on things that happen. Um, this shuts down. I mean, not completely, of course, but it, even if you take subtle doses of uh, of psilocybin, which is the active compound of uh, truffles, it becomes less active. And this has also been shown even with microdosing. And um, when this shuts down a bit, even a bit then uh, there's more room to adopt new perspectives. And it, yeah, I think that's quite important to make use of in a useful way. But if you don't change anything in your life or don't have any anything that's providing you those new perspectives, then n not that much is yeah, going to change. Yeah, then you just change your plasticity of your brain for like a month, but you don't... Yeah, you yes. don't you don't yes. change something you don't yes. yeah okay okay I understand but in the I, I I think in the in the book and during the whole protocol it, it's explained in a much better way and you really get guided into it and into why to do certain things or why not to do certain things and um, yeah 
Mm. Do you know how the studies are on like microdosing on the effects? In Yes, there have been some studies. Some have been positive. Some uh, have also had this notion of placebo or not. I, I think there's quite a lot still going on. Um, I don't know many specifics because it's also not that relevant for me because, I, I mean, it is. Uh, I am interested in, in general in the studies about uh, psilocybin and LSD and also ketamine. Uh, I think all quite interesting substances. Um, but... Uh, since travels are already legal in the Netherlands and I have experienced the effects for myself uh, and have seen what effects it has on other people, um, I, I kind of have quite a concrete image in my, in my head of what it does and of what opportunity it, opportunities it provides. Uh, also by having talked to many, uh, I guess, experts in the field, um, psychologists. Uh, I went to a conference in... Exeter in England uh, a few months ago about psychedelics, which was the biggest psychedelic conference ever had, and it was really interesting. And you go, you get into contact with all these people that have got some ties with psychedelics, and uh, yeah, it's it's really interesting to hear all the all the views on it and the, the the positivism about the substance and what it can bring forth in this world. And I think it can do a lot of things if it's used in the right way, even with all the mental health issues that we're currently facing. Um, for example, uh, depression. Uh, the longer you have depression, the more difficult it also becomes uh, to get out of it because your your brain creates this constant feedback loop of I'm, I'm depressed. And, and so the longer you are depressed, the harder it is to uh, become, I guess, Sane again. I mean, not that. Yeah, not depressed. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. yes. Um, and that's also where psychedelics come in, because you open up this opportunity for people that are depressed uh, to kind of break out their their, uh, I guess their normal way of thinking, which has become normal for them, which isn't normal, um, because being depressed is not it's not a natural state of being. Uh, But people can feel that way. And when you take shrooms, you're provided with this opportunity uh, to be somewhat more neutral again and to to let your brain form neural connections that haven't been formed in a long time because you have been depressed. And um, yeah, I think that uh, it, also, it also requires a lot of caution because uh, it, especially people that are depressed, it can also go in, in, in wrong directions, you know, because you realize how y y you just get f confronted with reality, basically. And that's, I guess that's what truffles are, or psychedelics in general are all about. You get confronted with whatever already was. How do you mean this? It's well, if you... If you if you take psychedelics, um, you get confronted and you get to see with everything that already is, or was. Uh, uh, like how? Because like if uh, give an example, like right, maybe from your life or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, for example, uh, certain traumas that you haven't considered for a long time. When you do psychedelics, they arise to the surface because they are very much present in your brain. 
They are, they are there all the time. They influence everything you do in your daily life. But you're just not aware of it. And if you take psychedelics, the only, again, the only thing that it does, it, 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 it is, it, um, it combines, not, not combines, but it links your different regions of the brain to each other. That's all it does. People think that you experience differently, but that's not really what happens. You just experience what is in a different way. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. And so you get confronted with anything that already is. So you can literally, uh, you can imagine there's like a brain structure that we call trauma or there's like something that we call trauma in your brain. Right. And in, in your normal life, it is just there and like somehow your consciousness is like separate from it. But if you take shrooms, it connects to everything else. And then you like really see what is there. Sure. And But uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, uh, consciousness isn't separate from it. It's influenced by it consciously. Yeah. Uh, constantly, yeah. sorry. Uh, you're just not conscious or aware yeah. Yeah. of it. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, okay. You, you, it's not that it's not there in a healthy way. It, it is there all the time. It influences, mm -hmm. there, it influences you all the time. And the only way to, like, or a way to get on terms with it is by uh, taking, for example... Uh, yeah, or, or, or yeah. going th to yeah. therapy or, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm also not advocating for this substance to be some form of magic pill because yeah. it's, it's okay. definitely not. This is a common misconception, I guess. Um, but but yeah, it do, it does open up the opportunity to to be more in touch with yourself. Okay, so if we get like the real, uh, I don't know, could you call it? Like utilitarian view, I don't know. Do, do, do <laughs> sure. you like no? What 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 exact like what is are the uses? It's like one, it fast tracks the uh, the neuroplasticity in your brain. Sure. Like like you you can learn much faster. You can change your habits. You can change like you could change your way of thinking much faster than you would without it. Like in in this time. Um, the other thing is your brain connects with each other. So that means that you learn, uh, that you experience what is there in a different way. Mm -hmm. um, I think th th those are the two main points. Is there one yeah, I forgot? Yeah, I guess, I guess, it, I guess it also uh, connected uh, to each other. Um, yeah, I mean, with age, as your brain becomes more and more established and your neural connections uh, further solidify themselves, Uh, psychedelics open up the opportunity to break through all those, uh, all that, so, I guess, uh, uh, is, I don't know if this is a noun, solidification? I think you can say it like this. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, to, to, um, to adopt new perspectives, but not, I, I, you know, it's often you, You say things and people hear this and they think, oh, that sounds really interesting. I want to adopt new perspectives. But it's not really about that. You don't adopt new perspectives by adopting new perspectives. You adopt new perspectives by understanding. And I guess that's what it's all about. Also with my introspect, it's understanding to understand and for nothing else. And then, of course, where there's understanding, there's also growth, I guess. But it starts with... Uh, the pure form of understanding what you are, where you want to go, what's limiting you, what the limits of, I mean, a, a human being 
Ah, oh, you know. Okay, so yeah, it's more. That, that was yeah. quite vague. Yeah, I, no. I didn't really, I didn't really respond concretely to, because you wanted to get it down yeah. to very practical yeah. things, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. yeah. Um, well. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's it's fine. It's like mainly those two parts. But mm. the, the thing you said, it's. Uh, it, it's interesting. So you don't like, as, like with your with your product matter respect, you don't really. You, you don't try to nudge someone in any direction. You try right. to help people understand themselves, and it's not that you. It's like oh, buy this, and then you will be. 100% like you will be much more productive or something no uh, it, it's like take this and then you add, or yeah yeah exactly I think with all the surface level self-help advice there is it's all focused on attaining something well no I, I mean I haven't I haven't really seen it uh, at least not that much where people go back to the fundamentals of Uh, what what is forming your actions and your decisions, and even question why uh, and why you are looking to change yourself, and what is it in that wanting to change that is also preventing you for, from something else? Let's say it's very complicated, and it doesn't necessarily bring you anywhere. And that's also, I mean, I guess that's what philosophy is also <laughs> being criticized about often. Um, and so we 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 try to find that balance also um, by not forcing any narrative, not not claiming that people can be more productive or be more this. Well, I mean, in general, people tend to be more creative and more compassionate while doing uh, shrooms. That's uh, that those two things are. But that that's uh, that's besides the point. I also don't think that people should necessarily use the shrooms for for that sake. Um, but yeah, we try to challenge the notion of even uh, doing anything just to improve a certain aspect of your of yourself because we think that, or I think, I should I should mostly talk about I, I think that that also limits uh, yourself in uh, in being in the moment and what other in life can you do other than be ultimately. Mm. So what would be the reason for people that if you say it's it's not about changing something mm. it's okay you want to change your way of thinking no, about it uh, yeah like how are you going to sell this product, yeah exactly basically? exactly yes <laughs> yes, yes. It, it is difficult because people you know you you have to market something uh and i i think the only solution I can find to that is instead of marketing something is try to inspire people uh, by seeing things that I guess hit at them in some way. For example, uh, I think a nice quote is the ego wants to prove itself, self-esteem wants to express itself, Knowing the difference between the two is key to our happiness. Yeah. Again, you can put many question marks to that alone. Uh, the ego wants to prove itself. Self-esteem wants to express itself. 
knowing the difference between the two is the key to our happiness. Hmm. What do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I don't... Maybe it's just because it's in the moment, but I don't get the the point, like the... Hmm. Whoa, What, what does this quote try to tell me? You know, right. like what, what is the, yeah, right, uh, right, right. I I think yes, um, it also comes from reflection on your own actions, where you come to see that some actions are based on wanting to prove yourself in some ways, and some actions you are able to more freely express yourself, and you will notice that the actions that you do when you are freely expressing yourself can lead to more let's say, satisfaction than the actions that you're wanting to, when you're wanting to prove yourself. And, but I guess this also comes along in, in, in the protocol that we do. Um, because then you make people reflect, then you make them see, and then it's like, okay, but I do have the authority or the, not the autonomy, I should say, to choose what I give more attention to, to choose what relationships I build based on that notion. Um, and, With that, you're not necessarily um, aiming to be happy. I think that's that's something that is often preventing one to be happy. Um, but you're simply observing what effect one thing has on you and what effect another what thing has. Another quote is, um, your life experience, I think I already said something similar, but your life ex experience equals uh, what you consistently Uh, pay attention to and uh, if you frame that in a nice way I guess <laughs> talking about marketing people can be like okay but what the fuck am I doing with my life you know I'm spending uh, I don't know uh, an hour two hours three hours on social media I'm not I'm not gaining any form of satisfaction or whatever and then yeah you just <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I guess it's, it's it's something selling the product is something that I <laughs> I have to work. Do, do on. you have like a like a plan how to sell? Do you want to use like ads or? No, I think ads is quite difficult. Um, not I, true because it's not legal in yeah. other countries. Yeah. But um, right now, there's a guy who's creating a really cool website for me. Uh, and again, it's just another one of those things where I'm just focusing on creating something that's just cool. And then, yeah, I will have to approach anything I can approach, you know, like this podcast or yeah. uh, news articles. Um, uh, I'll have good SEO ranking, stuff like this. And I'll try to, I don't know, maybe social media, but also I can approach a retail stores in the Netherlands, uh, stuff like this. Um, Yeah, just reach out as much as I can. And then if people are using it and it works, then I I truly believe that it will just come from itself. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I think if the idea is good and it has uh, it can benefit people, then, you know, things will start rolling from themselves. Uh, and if not, then that's 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 fine as well. Not I'm not. You know, there's the thing with with any business idea you want to sell just for the sake of selling. But mm, don't see the point in that <laughs> because um yeah it's <laughs> mm. interesting mm. startup founder is not <laughs> super interested in like growing yeah uh, like i mean i'm interested uh, in growing yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah yes but it's not like the main point like 
it's not the only uh, objective. No, uh, yeah. it's not. It's not. And over time, it has become less and less of the objective, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. How how did you end up to create the product, like the book and stuff? Like, did you just write your thoughts down, or? <laughs> yeah. Um, so the first version was made uh, two years ago, a bit more than two years ago, and um, yeah, ever ever since I've just been. I've been reading, I've been following philosophy lectures here at university. I've just been trying to involve anything that I learned for myself into uh, the book. And then I get some feedback on it from a psychologist and she tells me, uh, oh, she, yeah, she taught, now she's traveling. Uh, but she taught me, uh, yeah, what, 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 what's good, what's not, you know, what can I improve? How can I phrase things differently? Stuff like this to make it a bit more professional, of course. Um, Uh, yeah, uh, from that we've been just developing it. And um, yeah, got a guy. And this is so cool with psychedelics because there's people that are very passionate about it, see their uh, potential benefits. They just want to interact and engage with you because they're also passionate about it. So I found a guy who for free designed a whole book with like images, whatever, like he formatted everything. The, if I would have had to do that myself, it would have taken so much time. So. That's really nice stuff. Like oh, that. damn, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. Hmm. Okay, you were also talking about uh, LSD and ketamine. Sure. Um, <laughs> let's get more. <laughs> <laughs> let's, get, let's get more. Because, um, yeah, why, what do you think about those two? Um, <laughs> well... It's such a drug episode of your podcast. <laughs> Jeez. Do your parents listen to this? Um, they will, maybe. Nice. I don't know. <laughs> uh, nah, so, yeah. Um, um, sometimes I, I, I do microdoses of LSD myself. I prefer, I think I prefer that over uh, shrooms because they give you a bit more control in what direction you want to send it, at least for me. So if I want to use it to focus more, let's say, during the day, then to get some tasks done, but also have some, I guess, a kind of creative undertone, uh, then LSD can be nice. But small doses, I've uh, I've rarely uh, taken a full doses of LSD. Um, yeah, and I, I don't know that much about the compound itself, to be honest. Um, but a cool drug. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay yeah. and mm, okay so just a different drug also to use for microdosing and mm. uh, it's also very psychedelic yeah it's, it's quite similar to uh, shrooms I it's just I don't know how you would describe the difference because you know whether you do shrooms or LSD or any other kind of drug you experience reality in a different way And so all the words that we use in this reality are based on this reality. So any word I would try to put on it is ultimately uh, misplaced, let's say. Um, but the I guess the difference between shrooms and LSD is that, at least for me, with shrooms you get taken into a journey naturally and it puts you in a place let's say, <laughs> and you can't, I mean, you can struggle with it, but then the struggle becomes part of the journey, let's say. With LSD, 
I think is a bit different where if you you have a bit more control in what direction you want to send it and it, I guess it's you can go to very dark places on LSD I think more than uh, shrooms uh, because it it can go into one very specific narrative based on whatever narrative you send it in while also still providing the very wide view of things but it can be very specific uh also with shrooms though it's very again it's very the difference is very subtle yeah and and, and so i guess lsd can also be very very trippy and uh, you can see i don't know so yeah, be, yeah. Uh, weird stuff and ketamine is just it's a bit like dying I feel like <laughs> okay. it just, uh, I mean, it, it, so it's a tranquilizer originally uh, and it's now also being used in, uh, in, in, in uh, treatment resistant depression. And there's a lot of research being done also on its uh, therapeutic benefits. Uh, my experience with it is it's just a bit like uh, you, uh, everything tones down. And so you become, you just become a bit more, dead <laughs> and you experience that and i feel like there's a lot to learn from it but at the same time everything is toned down while you experience it so it always can always feels like it tends to provide an answer but at the same time also raises a question at the same time consistently that's interesting yeah i don't it's a very fake i don't drug. really understand no this no thing. i understand but that's that's what drugs are about uh, how can you explain a drug to somebody who has never ta taken them yeah um it's like dying. Let's it is a bit. Or, or I would say it's like becoming cold. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that makes more sense. But just imagine that everything you see around you is code, which in a way is, it could, is code. 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 Like, yeah. like, like we can program anything. Yeah. In a way, everything around us is also programmed. Everything has logic. We see that through science, right? I can put a microscope on this uh, bottle of water and there's logic in it, right? And so essentially it consists of ones and zeros. And you, you could say... Yeah, you, you could, you could translate that. it, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's just very complicated for us to understand its yeah. nature and whatever, especially because we have the idea that we're free or at least have some kind of uh, self-regulation inside of us. But when you do ketamine, that kind of just disappears and you become the cold whatever that consists of and you just become a bit more aware of that <laughs> it's big isn't it but it makes a bit of sense no <laughs> yeah I, i'm not sure i don't i don't i don't get the mix of code yeah. and dying like but don't don't you when you die yeah don't you become the code if there will be a code let's say i'm not saying there is but let's say there is I, if there is a code, then you are the code right now as well, or aren't you? True, but the thing with with uh, self consciousness is that you're not aware that you are, or at least we don't think that we are, because we don't think we're ones and zeros. We don't think of ourselves as ones and zeros, but a tree basically is ones and zeros. I don't see this argument. For, <laughs> I, I don't see the, the argument between. The difference why why tree should be ones and zeros and we should not. No, I think we are. Okay. It's just that we don't think of ourselves in that way. Okay. Ah, okay. And when you 
take it a minute. Yes. <laughs> Wait, you think about yourself in terms of ones and zeros. <laughs> no, I do. <laughs> Nobody does. <laughs> okay, okay. No, I feel like you experience that a little yeah, bit more yeah, because yeah, yeah. you're you just get you get tranquilized a bit. Yeah. So you just everything gets toned down. Yeah. Also, you're thinking, so you can have a very sense of ease and peace about you because there's no there's there's not as much conflict as there normally is in our in our daily life because our daily life consistently exists of duality uh i think there's an interesting thing about hope uh hope being the thing that makes you uh look for something but at the same time also prevents you from attaining that thing how do you mean that uh well so uh, there's this there's this myth about hope. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you know Pandora's box. Ever heard of it? Yeah, I heard of it. All right. So there's this story of Zeus uh, giving Pandora uh, a woman uh, a box. I, I don't I don't know if I'm going to explain everything completely to the point here, but uh, this box basically contained all evil, and she opens it, and everything is released into the world. Um, in this box, there was also hope, uh, originally being something that's evil, but it was the only thing that remained inside of the box when she opened it. And so uh, there's many interpretations of this myth. Uh, I think the one that is quite interesting is that, um, hope remains in the box, uh, as originally being evil because it pushes you forward to something that can't be attained basically you the thing that you hope for which makes your life potentially worth living and makes you want to wake up in the morning is also exactly the thing the concept of hope the longing for it the looking for it is exactly the thing that prevents you from what hope is ultimately about and that is experiencing non-duality or oneness the experience of not hoping at all, which is just being. I guess that's what the Buddha de described in his transcripts. So you say, is this some? You say this is some kind of goal to 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 experience. Uh, I sound really critical, but I um, like uh, this idea of trying to experience non-duality and trying to like inner peace non-attachment sure. however you want to call sure, it like sure, like sure, sure. like it's i i really like this idea um so <clears throat> you say this is some kind of goal that one can have or is it like your goal how can it be a goal hmm? how can it be a goal yeah, do are you <laughs> uh, like uh, do you experience non-duality right now no <laughs> yeah so it can be a goal. i don't <laughs> <laughs> Shit! Give so, me catch no, me. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> just, just, just the fact that you are it. It can be a goal because it can be a goal until the moment you experience it. Don't you agree? Again, it can. It can be a goal and until the moment where you experience it, because before you experience non-duality, you okay. For people listening, maybe we can explain the word sure. non-duality. You want to. Try to explain what you mean by it, or should you go on? Okay, okay. So uh, <laughs> I think it's it's some kind of the feeling. Uh, you can correct me if it's like or 
not wanting like maybe this is a good like you just just being just being fine being present without any aspirations any hopes any mm -hmm. goals any like just everything is as it is nothing is good nothing is bad it, it just is mm -hmm. and <laughs> you, you you would like to say it, it is how it is is it good but it's, it's not good or bad it's just it just is and you're totally fine with however it is and this is a state that like the buddha allegedly like reached and that like buddhist try to reach i think and that is really 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 hard to reach um sure yes um maybe some psychedelics can give you the fast track but if you want to reach it through meditation with many people advice it is a long road mm -hmm. <laughs> um <clears throat> so uh now we have to find it yeah so, I, i i wanted to add to that i, I i've been having yeah. lectures on immanuel kant and with he his main thing i i, I took away from him is that <coughs> you should treat your existence as uh as an end in itself and not as a mean for something else and i think if you if you would be able to appreciate and respect your existence as an end in itself, then you're just being. How do you mean? Wait, if I experience my, if my experience is an end in itself. Yeah. So I just live because I, I don't have any, Yeah. as soon as I don't have any goal, yeah, I already, I'm yes. already there. But this is where the concept of hope also comes in, I think is quite interesting because so this myth says yeah. that you can't escape from this principle of hope. And uh, I guess that this is where many philosophers like uh, Albert Camus, who talks about yeah. the myth of Sisyphus, you know, pushing yeah. up the hill, comes into two play. Two of his books, yeah. <laughs> nice. He has good books. Nice to read. They're yeah, like I've never really, read them. They're really short and mm. like it's, it's stories. So mm -hmm. it's like it's nothing heavy like you can't read Nietzsche I can't read Nietzsche but mm, I've started uh, <laughs> I started as well <laughs> but I didn't finish um, but um, Camus you can read it really good mm. it's um, yeah. sorry no 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 it's uh, nice to know I, yeah. I want to get into it um, yeah so, but, um, so it's it's like <sighs> I guess it's also nice to know the limitations of being free in order to be free even if even if that's not really possible potentially let's say even if life were to be a prison how could you break out of it while seeing it as such by breaking out of it Wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> fair answer, dude. Fair, fair. <laughs> maybe yeah. it was also a stupid maybe, question. Maybe, man. maybe you have to you have to see the prison as a prison to break out of it. Like it's just a metaphor. It's yeah, not, yeah, it's, yes. not, it's not doing. Um, but, I, but let's say yeah. Buddha wouldn't say yeah. that that's the way to go. Yeah, Buddha would say, "Don't break out of it. Just be the prison. <laughs> just, just say there is no prison. I'm, I'm just sure. But let's say there is. Yeah, yeah, maybe there is. I mean, yeah. we wouldn't, but you wouldn't. Yeah define it as a prison maybe but maybe there's things that for example things like hope that fundamentally prevent you from attaining that what you are hoping for maybe fundamental notions of self-love improving yourself are things that are also at the same time preventing us to to really be there but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't 
accept and respect those things as being part of ourselves. Because even if you could say that they are unfree, you can, and that's, I guess, what the myth of Sisyphus is also a bit about, you can give your own direction to those things. You can, you can color in uh, the painting or drawing or whatever the way you would like to. So you can use hope to, to push yourself forward to things that you think are in a relative way better for yourselves than other things. But I do think that it's quite nice to also be aware of the fact that whatever you're hoping for uh, is also preventing you in the moment from being and maybe also what you would eventually hope for if you would truly come to understand hope as a concept on its own. Made sense. Yeah, yeah. I kind of try to uh, <laughs> translate this into my words because, yes, yes, and you yes. can tell me if it's like if I didn't understand it or if I did, because, uh, so, I, I really will translate it into my words. So I will <laughs> also add a few of my ideas. Yes, yes, yes. So, go on. So, 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 so the idea is, uh, you, we humans, basically want to become happy, and. We often hope that the, we we think that if I get this, I'm happy, or if I reach this, I'm more happy, or if if this, if this, if this. And but it doesn't have to, to, mm-hmm. to just it doesn't just have to be for happy for yeah. the sake of happiness. We can also hope for other things. Yeah, but okay, let's we can. I think if you go really deep, nearly like nearly all of our goals are based in. Happiness, like uh, you can say, you could also call it what you think is right, but uh, it's it's happiness in the broadest sense. So it's not only this, oh, I'm so happy, happiness, but it's also the fulfillment. It's also the um, being proud. This can also like 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 this is what we chase after mm-hmm. uh, as humans, and. Uh, but but also not not directly consciously like some people chase behind money because they think this will make them happy uh, or some people chase behind like other things because they think this will make them happy uh and not even because they consciously think it but because like we chase behind goals and uh but basically we all want to be happy in the broad sense not mm-hmm. happy in the hooray sense mm-hmm. but happy in the broad sense let's say I call it happy fulfilled or something um Okay, so we all chase that and we all chase different things to attain this. But the true way to attain it would be to just be it. Like you can't, you will not be happy fulfilled. Uh, When you reach something, you will just, the only way to be it is to be it. Like, Like you just, there's only one moment in which you are and in this moment you you can accept, you can be, you mm-hmm. can be happy. And you, is this what you tried to say or is it something I, else? I guess, I guess a bit. Yeah. But, th- but then again, you're, you're oriented, you're oriented towards how you, how, how do you then, I guess, be in, in the moment? I guess you've got, got to come to accept very fundamental aspects of yourself that you normally wouldn't consider of accepting and also accepting that maybe the baseline of being is not us happy as it might seem or as you want it to be because we we tend to leave out certain aspects of who we are because we think we have to be something else 
and that's often influenced by the notion of happiness. Um, that's why we don't want to accept whatever we are now, I guess. More than that, mm -hmm. probably. So, what do you say is the goal here? Of what? Of, <laughs> of anything? Know, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> You're right. Uh, this is a hard question. <laughs> But, um, no. Yes. W what is... Because you, you have two fundamental questions on the podcast now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we already cover any of those or no? No, we, we are, yeah. I think the psychedelics part is for sure linked to it. Mm -hmm. uh, and, um, but I, I think we, we're getting into it. So okay. it's, it, it's, it's not that I only ask those two questions on no. the podcast, you know, it's <laughs> like the podcast, yeah. but this is like the uh, guiding structure, yes. Mm -hmm. um, so, You 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 made some like uh, I don't want to put m words into your mouth, you know. But uh, and it's maybe a little. It's my way of saying it. But you no, made made, made some 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 claims that um, that this achieving of, for example, non duality and or, or or this accepting where you are now and not this chasing, hoping, um, is somehow better. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think you can come to see hope or something like this as, uh, as something that uh, prevents you from anything or is bad in itself, because it's quite easy to do that when you when you indeed see the state of non-duality or I don't know being free from your ego as more positive than something else. But I mean, bottom line, uh, you are also your ego, even if it's even if it's just a construct that is in some way, maybe from the outside, non-existent and just something you've created for yourself as a survival mechanism or whatever. It doesn't mean that right now uh, on empirical evidence, uh, you're you're not your ego. I mean, you are. Right, it's, it's, in a way, yeah. to some yeah. extent. For sure. So, to, there's this nice quote, to learn to understand is to be free. And so then you're not, uh, I'll give you some time <laughs> to yeah, dissect no, no. that. Yeah, to, you got to learn to understand is, to be, is free. to be free. What do you mean by to learn to understand? Or what, what is the person that made this quote? <laughs> I don't know who, who, yeah, yeah, yeah. who the fuck okay, it okay. was. Okay. <laughs> But what is to learn to understand? Well, so you learn for the sake of understanding on its own and not to, for example, to learn to say this is bad okay. or this is good. I want to be there or I want to be there because I'm going to be more happy there or not. You know, it's just learning to understand and that's it. Just learning for its own sake. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, there's a lot of space on how you are then going to, I guess, what attitude you are going to have towards all those things that you learn about and understand. So you say, when I have the, the, the thing, the problem with saying that <laughs> believing that non-duality is good and like 
hoping is bad or stuff. It's like this is the not not the right way of seeing it. <laughs> uh, but but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah no yeah. I got it but I also don't want to be the fucking Buddha here man I also oh, don't know it's, <laughs> but go it's, on. it's so hard because <laughs> you uh, but it, it's it's not right because there is no right or wrong yes there but is, it, it yes. just is and non-duality is not better because there is nothing better even if you reach non-duality it's like it's just Everything is the same. Or right. If you're non-dual, or if you're like, uh, like if you're, uh, I don't kind of, don't even know if you say if you're non-dual, <laughs> but uh, <Can>. if you're, <laughs> if you're, uh, in this state or in your normal ego state, like there is not no state that is really better than another state. Is is this what you believe? Yeah. There is no state that is better than another state. I guess so, but at the same time, I do go through my daily life with uh, frustrations, I guess, with with issues, with conflict. It's not like uh, because I believe in that, let's say, that I also experience it. There's many things that consist, and I mean, this is also something that in the protocol we involve, you know, like all these things that even if you do realize something to be true, which can be easy on psychedelics, uh, because you do, you have this one, one shot experience like, whoa, I experienced non-duality. I'm one with everything. Damn. But then it becomes a belief, you know, because then you go on with your life and you don't experience that anymore. And you, some sometimes you can try to look for it again, attain it. Like oh, I want to be there again. But then again, you're preventing yourself even by by conceptualizing the experience as being non-dual or whatever. So. That is interesting. So, so the if non-duality, yeah. if you're non-dual, non, be, being non-dual is not a goal. Let's say it's a thing, yeah. right? We're yeah. assuming it's a thing. Yeah. It is not the thing. Yeah. Yes. Um, then, yeah, it is not a goal. So now we can understand that there's nothing like, like if you chase after your... <laughs> you essentially you essentially try to learn or you, you try to reach the point where you realize that there's nothing to reach sure. uh, and this is a contradiction in itself like trying to but that's why the will is very important wait, wait, yes. wait do, yes, yes, yes. keep this thought with the will I will um, <laughs> okay. okay so um the fund ah, I, I think I have I have now. So the fundamental underlying thing is that there is no state that is better than another state. There is just everything is fine. But we as humans live in in an, a way of existing where we feel like some things are better than other things, and we chase behind certain things and some things not. And but but it's not 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 true because in like I I say. I, Maybe we have to discuss about this, but this is, I just try to paraphrase what we were. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Um, so there is no state that's better than some another state, but we humans we feel like there are states that are better than others, and maybe there also yeah. are. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. 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 I agree. <laughs> um, but um, let's say if this is true, there are ways to experience it, or, or no, there are states a way to experience it everything is the same like everything is is 
mm-hmm. and th- those states you can reach them through psychedelics sure. uh, or through really long meditation, for example. Sure. And this is the state that we call non-duality. And this state is not better than other states because no state is better than another state, but it is the state where if this is true, you experience where you experience this more close to truth. But this doesn't mean that it's yeah, better. You, you maybe experience things that we value a lot, like a sense of calm, calmness, calm, calm, calmness, yeah. I think. Peace, yeah. serenity, you know, compassion, rest, stuff like this. And we uh, maybe even more freedom, I guess. Um, so I, I guess it can be seen as something... Mm, I don't know something more valuable let's say but but if it's true then it's not more valuable because nothing because everything is exactly. is, is the same so yes. it's only a way of experiencing true if it's true let's say it's true that this the, the non-dual state or yeah that that nothing that no state is better than another state oh that all Sure. Yeah, let's say that this is true. And, and the non-dual state is a way of experiencing that nothing is better than... Sure. Yeah, yeah. Let's, sure, l- sure. let's say this is true. In this that case... a nice way of putting mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in this case, the only way of experiencing... Uh, or, like, you can't... Like, to go into a non-dual state is a way of experiencing true reality or something, however you want to call it, if there is, like, true reality. But... Um, but it's not a state that is better than another state because there is no state that is better. So from now, from our, there are better states and non-better states thinking, we think, oh, it's better because it's more true. But if we really understand it, we understand that this is not better. This is just another another way of experiencing. Uh, but it's, it's just a way of experiencing the truth that nothing is better than something else. But that doesn't mean, like, because nothing is better than something else, it doesn't mean that we have to chase for this because it's, Nothing is better than something else, but all under the promise that yes. nothing, nothing is better than something else, and we don't, we like, we don't know, or I, I, I don't know. Right. <laughs> well, let's say this state does exist. I don't yeah. think it can be attained through striving for it. Uh, you don't think think so? No. I would debate you on this. All right. Okay. <laughs> because Let's debate. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> at this <no>. late hour. <laughs> <laughs> at this late hour. No. 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 I just. I, I want. This is just a way of saying yeah, I yeah, disagree, no. yes. and I want to of talk course. about this. So, um, this state is nothing that can be attained through active striving. I. I, I think you. You can, because. How like. You want to passively fall into it? No, you can't. You you will probably not passively fall into uh, the non-dual state. Uh, so I think if you want to achieve it, you have to make this goal, and this goal will dissolve in the end. Like when you achieve it, hmm. like I, I make this goal and I start meditating. I try to train, or if I want to achieve through psychedelics, which would be much shorter and not like lasting, but. Uh, then I would consciously like try to get psychedelics, try to get the, like the right set setting, um, everything, and then like try to attain it. And in the process of it, like let's say I go the meditation route, so I I become like a Buddhist monk and just sit on like my stone every day and like meditate for twenty years. And in every moment of meditating, 
I have this goal that I want to achieve the <laughs> to not have any goals. Right. Um, but with every moment of meditating, I also get closer to it and by that mm. less let this goal go away. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that I, I I still need this goal in the first place to start the meditating, to start to try. And and through the process of meditation, I can also I leave all my goals goal go, including the goal to reach non-duality. Mm. So yeah. That's a say? fair approach. That could work also, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Okay. I I I guess I can be quite pragmatic in, in, in already stating well if you if you start with having a goal then you're already on a wrong path that's yeah. it wrong yeah but of course it's not like that because indeed often things begin with creating good habits and I guess discipline and stuff and from that you create the space for yourself to learn to, to let, understand to, to let go to understand yeah, exactly yeah exactly so but it's a bit of a I, I guess it's a bit of a paradox yeah. of why... I get your you... point as well, because like, if your goal is to not have any goals, then this is already a problem. Yes, <laughs> like, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And I guess that's where the uh, value of the will comes in. Perfect, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice bridge, huh? Um, because if you learn to value the will for its own sake and not for... Um, for the attainment of, of anything else other than for valuing the will for itself, then in a way there's already um, you're much you're much more on one page uh, with yourself. And actually, I think if you if you would be able to completely value the will for its own sake and not to attain something else, maybe you could say that you've uh, you've reached some form of enlightenment. Can you define the will? Damn. <laughs> yeah, just no, no, it's a good question. Yeah. I mean, if I'm using those yeah. words, I should also be able to define them. Um, the will. Um, just in the way you were using it. Like, yeah, yes, like, but it's... it's, it's I, I mean, it's, it's a word that it can be very easily used, and of course we have some common yeah. understanding of it, but to, I guess it's um, the agency of action. What does it mean? The, the agency <laughs> of action. This is like a fancy, like uh, yes, <laughs> uh, the well. So let's uh, okay. Will is will yeah. is what you want, or uh, yeah, but um, sure. Um, I, I basically everything we do is based on will, whether it be conscious or not. Uh, okay, so 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 the will is what you want consciously or unconsciously. Sure. Yeah. So this the the the, the part of you that wants. Yeah. The the conscious and unconscious part of you that wants. Sure. Maybe this is this yes, a yes, definition. Yes, uh, okay, yeah, okay. I, think, I think so. Okay. But we could. Uh, I think Immanuel Kant would have some yeah. very nice, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nicely phrased. Probably, probably. <laughs> but now let, let let's keep with this uh, yes, definition. Yes, so yes. so what you. The part of you that wants, consciously and unconsciously. Yeah. Uh, make your point again. I'm sorry. Well, if, if, if you're able to value that for its own sake yeah, and not to go anywhere else, so don't treat it as something that's instrumental to let you go towards something, but to base your actions, uh, your principle of acting, so whatever makes you 
act a certain way uh, based on the things that come from the bottom, let's say, and not from not by looking at the top. So basing your will and your wants on the on your principles that don't have anything to do with the goal that you want to attain, but only that have only something to do with the will itself. It's quite vague. Also still for me, I guess. But isn't the will what you want? Or It is. Know. Wait, you... you okay. Value... I mean, maybe, it's, it, maybe it's what leads you to act to want. To act to want. Wait, well, what does it mean to act to want? Uh, it... it, it, it No, 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 because I'm also lost okay, okay, there. Okay. So, so the will is, is it the thing that lets you to act at, at all? Yeah. Or, or is it the thing that, is it your wants or is it your act, the thing that leads you to your actions? We, it's like kind of the same, but maybe the... Can we look up a definition? Uh, of will, yeah, of course. Nice. I can, um, <laughs> so... Maybe will? look up the definition of will by Immanuel Kant. <laughs> definition. Okay, wait. I'm, I'm in the Or just a normal. I'm in the normal. Yeah, yeah, go on. So, um, Agency of action. No. Expressing the f future tense. What? What? Expressing inevitable events. Okay, wait. Maybe uh, W-I-L-L, -L, right? Yes. Okay, wait. I go. I go. Um, um, Emmanuel Kant. Yes, yes. We're getting Kant in there. <laughs> Emmanuel Kant. Will okay. Will within philosophy is a faculty of the mind. Will is important as one of the parts of the mind, along with reason and understanding. It is considered central to the field of ethics because of its role enabling deliberate action. Yeah. Okay. It. Okay. It's next. It's a part next to reason and understanding. Sure. And it is... I don't know how this is making it clear. Yeah, I, I also don't know. <laughs> um, don't you have like one sentence of... Uh, wait. The will consists is the faculty of acting according to a concept of law. Yeah, no, leave out the concept of law. But it's, it's, that's <laughs> kind of what I said, no, the agency of action... Agency of action. This is uh, for for me. This doesn't ring a yeah, bell. Yeah, like yeah, because it, it's very abstract. Yeah, I guess that's also what it is. Because what it uh, it can have such you can have such a different connotation yeah. with those words and uh, as I have. Yeah, true. Um, okay, let's just yeah. try to use whatever definition we have now. And now sure. you can make your point again. And then <laughs> <laughs> well, so if the primacy of the will can be valued for its own sake, then um, I, did that make like, if you... It, what, what does it mean to, 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 to like the will for its own sake? So, 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 so let's say you, you do everything in your daily life. You, you undertake many, many, many things, but never do you Never are you able to, or at least that's what I'm assuming. I am not. <laughs> I think I just had like an aha moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to go back to the root of all action, uh, and and to give attention to that, and to 
uh, value that action. Oh, I, no, it, it comes. It comes before action, right? Will become comes before action. Um, to to value that for its own sake and to also base your actions based on on that uh, is very difficult because we're always always treating our life as instruments. Like uh, and you know we're recording a podcast now. You've set up these mics in order to record a podcast, stuff like this. You didn't set up the mic for your own sake. Yes, yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, but that's fair, you know. That's that's life. Uh, I just wanted to make the argument that in, in non-duality. Uh, I don't think there can be any form of instrumentality in your actions. And I think you can get there, let's say, by valuing the will for its own sake. Did it make more yeah, sense yeah, or I, no? I think, I think, well, let me, let me try. Let me it, try. It's also become okay. quite lexical. Yeah. Here. Yeah. yeah. So, so doing things for, like, doing things for the sake of doing things is something that, <laughs> It's not better because we already <laughs> made this. Um, but we want, like, when you do things, when you want things, and therefore you do things, um, is it that you should just like? I, I think I have two 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 ways of understanding this, and you have to tell me which one is the right way. Uh, so, so the first one would be that we should stop wanting things and just doing things for their own sake don't have to and the second way would say that we could keep wanting things but just enjoying the process of wanting doing and and just seeing this whole process of wanting and doing not for i want because i want to achieve but like this wanting is also part of me and i enjoy this wanting and the striving like i I'm setting those microphones up to record a podcast, but I still like all this this process of setting the mic up. I, I still treat it as if it was like for the for its own sake. Mm -hmm. Which of the two is it like? Or, <laughs> I don't know. Or none of none of them should. <laughs> no, should. I, but I, you know, I, yeah. I am. I said I'm yeah. not the Buddha. Yeah, I also yeah. don't know. Like, yeah. uh, I I'm also learning myself. Uh, yeah. but, uh, but when I when I think about, uh, uh, I mean, when when these concepts were provided to me, uh, the will and being able to value it for its own sake, it did resonate a little bit with me, and I was like, that that should be. Uh, I mean, if you're going to value anything, then it should be the things where it starts, which is the will, and not the things where it ends. Man, I would really like to understand it. Oh, I'm sorry like, if anyone's no, no. listening and understands what you mean. Yeah. I'm like the one. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, I think the last part was yeah. quite quite yeah. simple. Yeah, that you're able to value the things where you start and not where you want to go. Let's say so. Anything you do in life, any action you undertake, if you're able to value the things that make you perform those actions, then um, I guess it's easier to live a fulfilled life. So so basically just enjoying exactly the thing, like enjoying where you are right now and not like like forgetting, like the, the action you do is not, like you, you forget that it's, of course it can be based on the future because you are human and most of your actions are based on the future, but you try in the moment to just do the action as if it was like the action. It's a, just... I want to set up those microphones for the podcast, 
but this whole process of wanting for a podcast is all abstract. And in the end, I'm just here right now and I'm just setting up those microphones. And of course, I want this for a reason, but it's still an action that I do right now. It's or, uh, I, uh, No, it, it, yeah. I, I got you. Um, I guess it can be quite clearly explained if you if you go into the fields of ethics, for example, um, because that's where we always try to do the good things. Um, and so Kant would say that your will has to be good on its own for any action uh, to be good. Let's say if there's a, an old poor lady outside and I want to help her, um, I can either want to help her uh, because it makes me feel good uh, or whatever, like I have some personal motivation or uh, I don't, but I still help her. Um, result, cons a consequentialist would say it's the same thing because the women, woman is being helped. Um, but w what you could argue then is that um, the will of that person who helps the woman um, for, I mean, because it makes himself feel better for whatever sake, is less free than the will of the person who is helping the woman because he understands that that is the right thing to do based on his principles. And so if you can make your will less self-interested in a way where it's based on you wanting to attain a certain goal or whatever, but rather focus on the will itself by establishing some form of values for yourself, principle. I mean, this is very uh, is quite a pragmatic way of thinking. But then you can... Then you give attention to the things that consciously matter to you and not that drive you, let's say, self-interest because you want to help the woman. Did it make sense a little mm -hmm. bit or no? Because for uh, me, it was, I, I, I've never explained it in this way before. Yeah. I, uh, so, but if you, if you build up morals and stuff, yes, and you still do it for, maybe you don't have an outcome, but it's still for a goal. Like you still help her because you want to follow your. Okay, no, yes, no, 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 you always want. So if you don't want something, you if you if you wouldn't want anything, you would do nothing. Right. Yeah. So you can't do anything without having like a little bit of want. Sure. Um, but. Uh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so so this is this is the 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 first part. You always. Okay, so, so there's a difference in wanting to help her to get something else or just wanting to help her... Because you think it's... It's the right thing. Yes, um, and th I mean, this is where a lot of criticism on Kant's philosophy comes in because it basically it says that the more terrible a person is, the more good he can do because he doesn't feel as inclined to help the woman, I, uh, at least you know, a, a very bad person, let's say, who still helps a woman, doesn't do it because it makes him feel good or whatever, or at least you can be sure of that. But I guess that's also where he can get misinterpreted a bit because that that wasn't really the essence of what he was trying to to say with, uh, with that. He was saying that you should base your actions on fundamental principles and uh, not on anything else. 
But if I base my action, so so not on goals, but on principles. So this yeah. is the difference between goals and principles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then I get it maybe because if you have like the goal to have like the most positive impact on the world, then, uh, and that's why you help the, the woman. That's something else than when you have like the principle of, I want to help people. Mm. You think there's a difference because I think. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, go on. <laughs> because I think that there is like the most efficient way to reach something is or uh, like I'm, I'm really really on the goal side i'm mm. really on the german okay yeah yeah exactly <laughs> I, I, i'm really german yeah i'm really german exactly <laughs> and um i no uh, so i choose so so i try to clearly find okay what is my objective here why like i i, I i'm really i'm actually even like a little bit against principles because i i think uh, uh, it's not true um there are arguments to be find found for principles but still those principles are for goal. Like I try to define a goal mm -hmm. and this is the direction I'm going and not just principles. Because, mm -hmm. And you, you say or, or Kant says that uh, principles are better than goals. I don't know if he says that. Yeah. I, I would like to have my philosophy yeah. teacher yeah. here to correct yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, um, uh let me think a bit um i guess i guess what he he says is that um i mean he also believes in some some kind of universality uh of uh all principles that should uh, make you want to do the good um and he says that it has to be free of self love and self interest but has to be done purely performed because it's the good and the right thing to do. With that, you can argue that there's also a goal for him in self-involved or self-love even involved to base actions on reason and to base uh, everything, on, maybe not even on reason, but on fundamental principles of the will. And that can also be defined as a goal, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> yes, it's very. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is it, it, it's very it's very difficult to. But Kant, to some extent, was aware of that. He's, he he. But he said that humans should still aim, <laughs> let's say, again a goal, to to base actions on the most rational thing to do, which is principles. Yeah, and no goals, because mm. any goal is 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 self interested. And influenced by self-love. And you shouldn't listen to those things. Kant said. <laughs> I have to look into this. Yeah. Because I, I think it's interesting thought. It's not... I think it's really hard to understand mm -hmm. thought. It's it, not it nothing is. that you can just like, okay, uh, this is it. Um, it's pretty late already. Cube maybe closed 20 minutes ago or it will close in 10 minutes. Oh, so um, um, <laughs> but I have, I have yeah. a closing question that yes, I always yes. ask. Um, and this question is if, if, there, there's, if there's one thing you can advise people, like one piece of distilled knowledge that, can, that you can advise people to read, listen, to watch, like a book, a podcast, uh, uh, maybe YouTube video, um, 
yeah, you could give your own product now. <laughs> but this would be fake. <laughs> this this camera, right? Yeah, this not that one, not that one. Go to www.myintrospect.com and enter your email if you want to be subscribed to the mailing list. The website is not... Oh, is somebody coming? Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, I oh, think no. uh, we're gonna get kicked Should out. Should I have to be fast? Yeah, you want to say something <laughs> else? <laughs> but your product? <laughs> the, the website is not nearly finished. It's uh, it's pretty awful still. But it looks nice. Thank you. But oh. but you can you you can subscribe and be updated about when we launch and stuff. And maybe you can buy our product if you if you would like. Only for yourself, not for me. I think we're thrown um, out now. Okay, we'll leave. Yeah. But <laughs> we can go. We can go. Yeah. Um, you want to say a product for a second? Oh no, not a product, not your product. You want to? No, yeah, I, I wanted think, to. Yeah. I wanted to say that the book of Friedrich Nietzsche, Beyond Good and Evil, is a nice read. Was it the one you started reading? I think not. Beyond Good and Evil. Yeah. Um. I uh, know. I read Das Buch Zarathustra. Ah, oh, yeah. And this is so hard to read. I can, so I weird. Yes. So weird. Okay, Beyond Good and Evil. I um, would recommend that book. You read it all the way through. No, I'm still reading it. Okay, but I think um, but you nice. can. Yeah, like yeah, you, you're not like, like because with us, Zarathustra, I started in, uh, reading German, of course. Oh, and uh, I think in German it's much more difficult. At least I've heard. Okay, the translations. Uh, maybe I should read it in English. Yeah, uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe I try. Yeah. Okay, man. Uh, I, I really enjoyed talking to you, and now we have to pack up really yes, fast um, <laughs> because we were nearly kicked out. Thank you, and thank you guys for listening as well. Yeah. This has been a Rational Optimization Podcast. I hope you learned something. See you in the next one.